InvestTalk listeners ask Steve and Justin what they use for their winning investment research. And the answer is YCharts, quality data with easy-to-use tools. Start your free trial now at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. And thank you for joining me today on Invest Talk. It is Thursday, Thursday, November 8th. Well, the dust has settled about the midterm elections. That's all done. The market has reacted in line with most expectations, which means, do you remember, I've told you before, the market likes gridlock in Washington. Always does. Always has. Likes gridlock in Washington. They don't like change. Market doesn't like change. I'm Steve Peasley, and I welcome you to, to the show. This is Invest Talk. It's a weekday financial program, and we only have one clear objective, and that's to help you grow and protect your money, your assets, your investments. And of course, we welcome your phone calls and questions at 888 99Chart. You can call anytime you want. You can call right now, 888-992-4278. So look at the calendar, everybody. Thanksgiving is only two weeks away. Love Thanksgiving. Well, right out of the gate this morning, the market went down. There's lots of interesting, well, of course, the market was up five, the Dow was up 500 points yesterday. So, did you really expect it to be up again, huge? No. No, you didn't. And there was lots of interesting uh, articles or interesting market news today. Oil was uh, down to $62 a barrel. It's in a total bear market, oil prices are. That's, gas has fallen 29 days straight, fallen. Probably didn't really notice that, did you? But it has. Tesla will have a new leader. <laughs> a woman who began, began as a trained Arthur Anderson auditor, so she knows balance sheets. And she will be able to control Elon Musk, right? She'll be able to do that. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. In her four years on the Tesla board, she hasn't been able to tap down Musk behaviors yet. So what makes you think she's going to be able to do that? She's not. She's probably not even going to try. Tesla has now surpassed the market valuation of BMW, by the way, in case you're interested. Okay, I have a question that may appeal to everybody, all investors. If you invested $1,000 in Apple at its IPO price, and let it ride. Right. Just let it ride all these years. Just let it go. How much Apple wealth? How much would that one thousand dollars turn into today? How much would it be worth today? What do you think? Got a guess? It's a thousand dollars. Just a thousand dollars, everybody. That's all I'm. All I'm, all I'm, all I'm, that's all I'm suggesting. Okay. Now, before we get to that, let's make time for a caller question. You know, that drives the show. You know our number, 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Junior in Indianapolis. My question is a general one. Recently, you've been a bit concerned that the VIX numbers have indicated that the market hasn't bottomed out yet. At this point, following midterms and the typical year in rally, does this concern still hold over the short term, say, the next six months? Thanks a lot, and thanks for the great show, Jim. Bye-bye. I'm going to say no. I can see the VIX spiking again, but I, I'm going to say no. Uh, 
it didn't get to the point where I felt comfortable. I thought we still had a little bit more to go on the downside, and we still may. But I'm now now that the election has passed, um, I'm much more. Uh, I'm I'm more convinced than probably Justin is that I think we're in for a, a rally. How big a rally? Oh, I'm not. Maybe maybe ten percent into you know into the year into the next year. 10% from the bottom, and we've already made, you know, what, 3%, 4%, I don't know how much from the bottom, so maybe 6 more percent, you know, because the market never, see, it never reacts the same way all the time, it always fools you, always, so you can only, you know, I would have liked to seen more panic in the market, that would have made me feel a lot more comfortable in, in, in calling for the next rally, so now I'm calling for a rally, but I'm not as comfortable because it didn't, there wasn't enough panic in the market. Uh, we'll see. Uh, by maybe by next week we'll have a better idea if we're going to be retesting our lows or we're done with the correction and we're on our way for our end of year rally. Uh, I'm gonna. I know the odds are very high that that we will get into your rally, so it may be done. It, the rally may be done. If you're reading my newsletter. Uh, I said that a couple of weeks ago, it may be a time to tip your toe back in the market. I'm not so sure. I still feel comfortable with saying that. I do. But I'm not convinced the mar- it's right at it's right at some crucial if you're if you're if you're a, 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 a chartist, someone who looks at charts and, and decides where things gonna go. The, the S&P 500, which represents 80% of the market, is right at that area where you say, okay, we're, we're, we're now, it's risen to a point where it's probably going to continue to rise. But to get to this point, it's been on low volume. Even though we had some big days, yesterday's day was, you know, a little bit normal than volume, but not very high. So I'm still not convinced that we are clear and free. But I think you got to play the odds. You, you, you step into the market. Okay. So at a press conference in San Francisco, we could go Apple. Uh, Apple came out with its new products, right? MacBook Air, two iPod Pros. And it's too early yet to tell whether those in products are going to be big sellers or not. One thing is clear, though. If you had bet on Apple in its early days, you're... You would have paid off big time. Would have paid off big time. There's, there's a story on CNBC. You know, I don't know if you remember, but and I doubt if you do, Apple was founded in 1976 by Steve Jobs. 1976, Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, or Wozniak, and Ronald Wayne. You should remember Ronald Wayne. Why? Because two weeks after they founded the company, he got out. He sold his 10% ownership for 800 bucks <laughs> and got out. He was worried about taking on too much debt, too much responsibility for the company's debt. So the new venture's first customer was a Bay Area computer store called the Byte Shop, B-Y-T-E, Byte Shop, which ordered 50 Apple One computers. And they had to borrow like $15,000 to make those computers. And of course the company grew that. So that was in 1976. In 1980 it went public. Uh, Apple's it was 4.6 million shares that went that went public at $22 a share. That day it closed at $29 a share. 
Okay, and just so you know, the IPO made millionaires of 300 people, several Apple employees. And of course, Jobs, what? I think it was $200 million. So, fast forward today. How much do you think $1,000 invested back then be to be worth today? Remember, Apple's now, well, I don't know if it's today, but it was the first company to reach $1 trillion. It fell back from that, but as a market cap. How much? Well, it's $500,000. And that includes price appreciation and dividends. Okay? So, the thing I find so most interesting is that $800 price tag that, uh, that Ronald Wayne sold. <laughs> if he had kept it, by the way, if he kept that 10% ownership, he'd be worth $70 billion. <laughs> Poor guy. Maybe next time when it rolls around. <laughs> okay. I thought that was pretty interesting. So, you know, these deals come around and people, you don't know which ones are the best ones, which ones will fail. And I can understand why he was nervous. Yeah, you know, it depends on where he was in life at that time. So, but you do have to, when you're young, that's the time to take chances. You need to take some risks. You know, most, most people don't. So, anyway, I encourage you to reach out to Justin or myself at KPP Financial. You can call our data point office. Or send me a message, email through investtalk.com so we can maybe take a look at your portfolio, help you help you manage your money, talk about our different programs. I invite you to be a part of the question and answer period. You can call right now, 888-99-CHART. I'm Steve Peasley. And, you know, you can check out our Invest Talk Academy, our, our online classes. It started last week. Uh, we'll have another class. Next, next class is me. Up Thursday, we're going to talk about moving averages and charting and what the moving averages mean. Let's talk academy.com to sign up there if you wish. 888 99 chart. As an investor, you witness the volatility of October. And going forward, November and December may also have their share of market swings. So to prosper, serious investors need to make sure they are implementing an effective master design, something with the right mix of strategic investing programs to manage their portfolio. KPP Financial offers such a diverse set of programs, and you can quickly see what you may be missing at investtalk.com. Okay, the phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Abby in Sunnyvale. How you doing, Abby? Hi, uh, CMP. Thanks for taking calls. Uh, I regularly listen to your show, and I think it's very helpful. I had a question today. Thank you. You're very welcome for your show. I have a question for Yelp. It dropped uh, after it, I mean, call. I didn't feel it was so bad, but the fall was too bad. What are your take for Yelp at this point? Okay, Yelp, everybody. Yelp, uh, Y-E-L-P is a symbol, headquarters in San Francisco, like a lot of uh, 
a lot of tech stocks in the San, uh, San Francisco to uh, Silicon Valley down to San Jose are. Provides online platform allowing users to find and review local businesses via Yelp.com uh, and Yelp mobile app. Uh, so it's the modern day version of the old time Yellow Pages, basically. Except this one, but what these Yelp people do is they actually, when you you uh, you either you review with a service or the company and you rate it. Okay, so people look, oh, look at that restaurant. Everybody likes it. That kind of thing. Okay, they made they made money since 2014. You know, and pretty every year they make money. The problem you have is when they make money, it's kind of erratic. Well, for instance, 2014 they made 53 cents a share. Then the next year, 37 cents. 2016, 73 cents. 2017, 53 cents. 2018, 35 cents this year. And then allegedly 61 cents next year. So the earnings have been very erratic. And that's why the stock price is not doing that great. It's been erratic. It has gotten as high as $101 a share, but well, that was in 2014. Today it's at $43.50. Sales are still growing about 8 to 10% every quarter. <coughs> Excuse me. But that's down from 20% a year ago. Um, and to be honest, it's hard for me to get excited about the company because of. You know, it only makes 61 cents a share. It's a $43 stock. That's a really a high-priced stock for something that's only growing 10 cents or so in earnings and be such an erratic, 10% uh, uh, or so in sales would be such an erratic earnings producer. I, I think I'd stay away from Yelp. I don't think it's a good stock. Uh, uh, you know, the company is great. What they do is great, but they're... They're just too erratic on the earnings, and it's not strong enough. So I kind of avoid it, Abby. I, I avoid uh, Yelp, Y-E-L-P, Yelp. This is Talk. I'm Steve Peaslin, and I'll remind you of a policy phrase we display on Talk homepage. The Talk commitment to reason and common sense guide, you know, guidance by us will help make you a better investor. We promise that. And I thank you for listening, everybody. I really do. The phone lines are open, and I'm ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk, streamed and broadcast live Monday through Friday afternoons in the 4 o'clock hour Pacific Time and available 24-7 via podcast replays at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Today's main talking point, everybody. The phenomena of spending more money once you begin to make more money. And I have personal experience with this since I started off pretty poor, made a lot of money, and thank goodness I stopped spending it. But it's called How Lifestyle Creep Can Ruin Your Future. We're going to talk about that. Some of the other topics I want to talk about today. How about the Federal Reserve today? They came out after their meeting and said they're not changing rates. UPA. I want to talk about that. Did you see that 30-year mortgage rates uh, are at an eight-year high? I want to discuss property mortgages. One of the reasons I like talking about property is because 
it is a good storage of wealth for a lot of people in the United States. So it's a very good topic to stay on top of. And finally, something that no one is ever even talking about. It's headed across anybody's mind. I haven't seen any reports or news articles on it. Government shutdown. You know, we have a new election in which the Democrats control the House and the Republicans control the Senate. And no one's talking about a government shutdown. you got a couple of days coming up that are going to be pretty important. And I could see it being used as a football here to try to win score points here for either side. Those are what we're going to talk about. Of course, you drive the show. I do not. You do with your questions. So please call. The Dow was up 11, but the Nasdaq was down 40, and the S&P was down 7. So those were the two more important. Remember, Nasdaq, the Dow is only 30, 30 stocks. So only 30 stocks. But it kind of tells you that the big blue chipper stocks are doing a bit better. You gotta, you want to watch for the uh, the movement, uh, intra-market movement, inside the market, what stocks are moving and which are not. It kind of tells you who changes, what stocks change leadership and what sectors are moving up and what sectors are moving down. And it changes. Anyways, let's go to Vitaly in Atlanta. How you doing, Vitaly? I'm good, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. Yeah, um, <clears throat> my question was about um, SDH, Sally Beauty Products. Um, I bought it because I thought it was a good um, uh, good spot to own long term, but then today it went up like 20%. Uh, so I definitely can't complain about that, but I'm wondering uh, if you think it's still good to own long term, or if people are probably going to be selling it off after you know this big jump today. Yeah, it had a big, big jump today. Um, Sally Butaprox up 20.2 percent at what the close. So they've reported fourth quarter earnings of 966 million, and that was down eight tenths of percent year over year, but about three million dollars higher than analysts were expecting. Uh, and you know, on, on 966 million and only 3 million more, you would not think that it would jump 20%. Uh, so it was kind of an interesting story going on there. We happen to own this stock, we've owned it for months now, uh, probably since back in August, I think. Uh, I think that's when we bought it. It went in the mid teens, and it's at $22.50 today. So now what? So what do we do? What do we do now? Do you get out of it after this big, huge jump? I will tell you this, Vitality. Generally, after something that goes up this much, this fast, generally it gives back some of this money. Now, yeah, after today, what I was thinking but should you sell out? Because even after today, the PE is is below ten. I mean, it's not like. Wow, now it's really expensive. No, it's still pretty, pretty reasonable price. We are probably going to wait a few days and see how this shakes out, Vitaly. Um, but, you know, it broke out today. In a breakout, you generally tend to, you know, there might be some pullback. But generally, if in a breakout, it will continue the upward trend. Uh, and this just is kind of abnormal because the breakout was so strong. I mean, there's a lot of resistance at $18.50, at $19, and that's where it was 
been there three times this year and what and failed to break out, and this time it broke out broke out with a huge twenty percent gain. That is a little much, but it's still not overpriced. So it's a tough call, Vitaly. Uh, how about selling half your position and hold on to the other half but, for a while? Um, how about long term? You think it's still a good uh, good stock to own long term? I think so. I think at least into uh, at least into next year, the very least, I do, because it's still cheap, and I, I will see how well it does in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Appreciate the call. Thank you, Vitaly. Thank you. The SBH is a symbol. Sally Beauty Holdings. We own that in a couple of our managed accounts. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Tomorrow on Invest Talk. Does the average telecommuter earn more salary than the in office worker? Seven jobs you can do from home to earn more than seventy five thousand dollars. That's tomorrow. I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. This is Invest Talk, and Steve and Justin thank the Invest Talk listeners who made time to sit down with Steve yesterday in San Jose for their no cost portfolio reviews. If you missed out on this opportunity, go to investtalk.com, then over the Invest Talk menu link, scroll down to Portfolio Review and register. Okay, you've got finance and investment questions. Steve is back. And you can get his unbiased answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Okay, today's main talking point is about the phenomena of, uh, of, uh, of lifestyle creep that can ruin your future. And it's not just related to professional athletes, even though they are you know, very susceptible to this. Uh, so the average consumer out there when you start to make more money, you start to spend more money. It's normal. Okay, there was a 2020 segment on ABC in 2009 uh, after the stock market crash in 2008 where this big-time hedge fund manager that they caught up with him who was making $750,000 a year was delivering pizzas because of this lifestyle creep. He, he was spending money like crazy, bought a house way bigger than he needed, took va- lavish trips, Super lavish lifestyle. Now the house is at foreclosure and on and on. That's lifestyle creep where you're spending more and more money because you're making more and more money and you don't, you don't stop. You don't stop until you run out. Now, 78% of NFL football players, and remember I mentioned on this show that I have a nephew who was his rookie year this year. 78% of NFL players two years after they retire, are broke. Five Within five years of an NBA player, 60% of those people are broke. These people make millions of dollars. My nephew making millions of dollars. But they're broke two years after an NFL career ends and five years, that's 78% of those people are broke, and five years for NBA, 60%. I have personal experience with this because when I started being self-employed way back when I was 30 years old, um, I started making a lot more money and I spent it. I spent a lot of it. I I still invested it and still 
you know, did things with it. But even my investments got to a point where I was investing in stupid things, thinking I was going to make more money. So there was a point where I had to really bring it back to earth. Okay. And luckily, you know, I have a very supportive wife and we started spending dramatically less than we earned for a number of years because we got carried away. It's easy, especially if you've never had any money in your life, which I didn't. Uh, and it's easy, you know, to go out to dinner every night, uh, get, you know, uh, season tickets to, you know, baseball games. I mean, it's easy. And that's what happens. You don't take care of the things you need to take care of, and that is to ensure that you can have a comfortable retirement, that you that you can live off the assets, because that's the key here. Figuring out how to stop spending more than you earn, and not continue to increase your spending when you earn more. That means you should save more. It's a hard lesson to learn. It's hard. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to say that, well, you people should do it because, you know, I did it. No, I, I didn't start off doing it. No, I got fell right into the same trap. It's very common and easy to do. Tomorrow's Invest Talk. Does the average telecommuter earn more salary than an in-office worker? Seven jobs you could do from uh, to earn more than $75,000 from home. Kind of like that. Let's go to Mike in San Jose. How you doing, Mike? Good. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. Um, thank you. I was curious to see what your opinion might be for symbol TTD. The earning came out and it dropped quite a bit, so I was wondering if it would be a good time to pick some up. Okay, TTD is Trade Desk Inc., um, a self-service platform for ad buyers to purchase and manage Data-driven digital advertising campaigns. So this is kind of a hard one because I don't really know how that works. They came out public in 2014, and from day one, they made profits. TTT. It's a $5 billion company. Uh, the stock price is $122.20. It fell about 7% today. 7%. Um they're going to make $2.13. That's the estimate for this year. Next year is $2.69. So you can see it's pretty expensive. Um, the stock is pretty expensive. Sales is growing 50% or more every quarter. So it deserves to be expensive, just so you know. It deserves it. But it's going to be volatile, Mike. Anytime they don't make their numbers or they miss their numbers, or when I say their numbers, Someone's going to, the experts are going to expect them to grow 50% every quarter. They're going to expect them to have huge numbers. And if they have very large numbers, but don't get to the exact number or more or beat their expectations, these are the kind of stocks, these growth stocks get punished heavily for even missing just a little bit. You know, or even if they say, well, we, we grew 50%, but next next quarter it's going to be tough to grow 50%. We'll probably grow 45%. Oh, they sell off the stock. That's a growth stock. That's what happens to them. There's nothing wrong with this company. It's still growing very, very fast. And if you own it, I wouldn't sell it based on this news. I would not. Do you own it, Mike? Would you pick some up? No, I, I want to get some uh, uh, tomorrow morning. Mm, 
I, I would say no. I, I would say no. I think you want to buy it when maybe it gets about to be, I mean, the ideal place would be about $100 a share. But I would wait a few days to see how this news affects the stock. Okay? Uh, see if it, is a, if it bounces right back tomorrow above the, the opening price today, then you have my blessing to go ahead and buy some. But if it, you want to give it a few days to see if it, you know, see if it starts to tumble on you and just wait. Okay? Appreciate the call. Thanks, Mike. TTD, the Trade Desk Inc. Let's go to John in Santa Cruz. How you doing, John? Good, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. I'm looking at a closed-end fund, a Sprott Focus uh-huh. Fund, F-U-N-D. I'm okay, that's uh, a close. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Closed-end fund, everybody. We've income, talked basically. about these every so often. Yeah. yeah, you're looking for the income, right? Got it. Yep. Closed-end fund means a finite number of shares. That means a stock can sell at a discount or a premium to the holdings it has. And Sprout Focus Trust, this fund, symbol F-U-N-D, invests in small cap equity securities of U.S. and foreign companies for long-term capital appreciation. So that's what they're after. Now, if they're looking for capital appreciation, they're paying a dividend of 7.3%. It's hard for me to believe, I'd have to take a lot closer look, to believe that they can get 7% in dividends, that they have to be getting it some other way. Remember, they're buying securities for U.S. and foreign companies for long-term capital appreciation. And if that's so, why are you paying a big dividend? Right? You're, you're, you're looking for growth, I would think. <clears throat> they are going to repurchase up to 5%. And they announced that last year, earlier this year, 5% of their common stock. That means they're taking, remember, there's a finite number of shares. That means they're taking out of the float 5% of their shares this year. Okay, and I just wondered that for help dividends? To pay for dividends? No? I don't know, because they have to spend that money to take <laughs> that take those shares out, right? Where, where are you getting that money from? I'd have to take a, yeah. uh, you know, uh, John, you have to take a closer look and see what holdings they have and how they're, how are they getting okay. that dividend? Are they selling securities, you know, to, to, to pay the dividend? Because they're, they're, if they're looking for capital appreciation, then you're saying, gee, that should be gross stocks, not uh, dividend paying stocks. So I'm confused, you know, uh, as to mm-hmm. what they're, how they're achieving a 7.3% dividend yield. That's very good. So I, you really need to look deeper. Yeah. I'm sorry, John, I can't be able to tell you off the, okay. the show here. All right. Thank, Thank you. you for the call. Right. Appreciate it. F-U-N-D is a symbol, everybody. F-U-N-D. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we stream and broadcast Invest Talk live in the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time each weekday. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can call and ask your questions. We'll leave it on our listener line number. Anyways, you also can download the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And then we'd like you to review us as well. You know, rate and review us. Now the lines are open. We are taking their financial investing questions live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they are committed to reason and common sense guidance. And that can help make you a better investor. 
And this philosophy is implemented for KPP clients and across all InvestTalk platforms, broadcast radio, live streaming, podcast replays, plus the KPP premium newsletter, InvestTalk webinars, and the new online training class, InvestTalk Academy. Principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein have over 60 years of combined experience in portfolio and money management. You can reach out to Steve or Justin by calling their Dana Point, California KPP Financial Office or by sending them a message through investtalk.com. The InvestTalk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay, let's talk about the Federal Reserve. They announced today that they're going to leave rates the same after their two-day meeting. Remember, they have two-day meetings of the Fed every six, four to six weeks. And then they decide what they're going to do. Many times they decide to do nothing. Do they have to have it every four to six weeks? No. Uh, uh, 20, 10 to 20 years ago, they decided they were going to be a lot more transparent and so one of the things they did was start to set up these meetings on a very regular basis. And then they really, they, they then announced what they're going to talk about and what they're going to do and what they're thinking. Before, they used to be kind of secret meetings, and that was about it. They knew they had the meetings, but they wouldn't really talk about it. Anyways, they left the rates alone. Uh, the rates are 2 to 2.25. This rate, remember, they only control one interest rate, one. No other rates are they control. They control the rate that the Federal Reserve loans money to banks, what they charge banks to borrow money from the Federal Reserve. That's the only rate they control. The banks take that money and they lend it to you and me at whatever rate they can get, whatever that whatever we'll pay them. They don't control the treasuries, how much you know interest they pay. No other rate is controlled by the Federal Reserve. Okay. They're also, they're, now, after they, they didn't change their speech at all, other than they said that, in a, uh, that corporate investment in their companies has fallen off a little bit. That's the only thing they kind of changed in their statement. And just so you know, there's an 80% chance, according to the, the, the survey, that they will be raising a rate in December. In December. There will be another meeting then. And... The Federal Reserve still says that they're going to continue to raise rates slowly. Also, everybody thinks they raise rates at 0.25% per meeting when they do raise rates. That's just because they that's just, they decided to do that. They can raise the rates a lot higher than that. They can raise a half a point in a meeting. They can raise it a point, a whole percentage point. They've just been doing it. You're getting to the point, you, me, the public... We're getting to the point where we just expect them to do that. And they guided us to that. They're the ones that told us to expect it. But they don't have to. I just want to make sure you understand that. That's just what they've been doing in their recent campaign, recent meaning in the last 10, 15 years, to be more open and straightforward about what they're doing. Okay? So that's what the Fed did today. Let's go to Chris in Walnut Creek. I want to talk about Netflix. How are you doing, Chris? Um, I'm good, Steve. I uh, just want to say uh, thank you for the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the education. Thank you. Thank you. So, you want to talk about Netflix? What do you think about Netflix? Yeah, at this okay, point. Okay, Netflix. I mean, it went up. 
recently in what do you think? If it was if it was me, I'd take this opportunity to, to cut back my position if I owned it. Because it just it's been popping up. Uh, why? Netflix, remember part of the Fang stocks, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, that drove the market much of this year, right? These these stocks. I think you're seeing a change in leadership. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much Justin talked about it on Monday, or how much he talked about it yesterday when he did a show for me while I was in San Jose. But it looks like we have a change in leadership. So those Fang stocks seems to be giving up their leadership role at this point. If they can claw back that leadership, then we're going to have another you know big leg up in the market. But most of those stocks, some of those things, stocks got bear market territory, and one of those was Netflix. It was trading at, what, $420 back in June, July. It went down to a little bit below $280, and now it's at $317. If it was me, there's absolutely nothing wrong with Netflix, by the way, everybody. But if it was me, I would probably take some profits on this bounce up. If you're a long-term holder, they'll still do fine, but don't expect them to do what they did this year, going from 190 up to 400. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen next year or the year after. Just not. It won't go up that much. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. Our Thursday show is wrapping up soon. We still have about 10 minutes, so give us a call. We want to talk to you. Give us a call. 888-99-CHARTER is our number. 888-992-4278. On the next Invest Talk, seven jobs you can do from home to earn more than $75,000. That story tomorrow. But now, Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Manu in Fremont. How are you doing, Manu? Uh, good, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Actually, I listened to your program. Someone called regarding a TTD. Uh, yes. Yeah, I know they... They do digital advertisement management, same kind of Facebook, but uh-huh. it is a hedge fund controlled uh, stock. It went from 52 to 160 in six months. You wake up early, they do it with one stock, one stock, and they, they were raising it to $15 a day. Uh, I don't right. know. How people manage this? That's why I called. Uh, how the funds <laughs> yeah. are managing stocks like this to, oh, without a news, today someone may be knowing the stock was already down 8 to $10. And then after earnings, it went down even though they beat earnings. Uh, so my question yeah. is how people manage this kind of uh, volatility? With one stock at a time, well, with bid and call, uh, bid, bid and ask. Well, you know, it's difficult for people to realize that stocks can be extremely volatile based on, you know, the, 
my experience has been, Manuel, when stocks are very high growth, everybody gets super excited about it. And you have people pushing the stock up, even the professionals. Don't think they don't. They've come in with huge chunks of money because they want to they want to buy the next Apple or whatever. And those same experts dump it quickly if they have to or want to based on any mistake they perceive of the company making. Mistake being just that they didn't make their numbers. To them, that's a mistake. And the numbers are, they're, the, the experts set this up themselves because they're the ones that set the expectations. And then when the expectations are not met, they're the ones that punish the stock. Not individuals like you and me. Now, individuals like you and me have to realize that these stocks are being pumped and could be dumped by the big institutions. Therefore, you, you when you buy something like this, you have to be ready to ride the bucking horse. And you have to be a little bit smarter than them. Uh, the, I wouldn't buy it. I, I, it's too expensive. It's too expensive, too crazy. Would I ever take a chance on something like this? Yes, I would. But it would be a very small amount of money. You know, it wouldn't be my 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 mo- my basic investments. No, would not be. Thanks for the call, man. You appreciate it. Thank you. Mortgage rates eight year high, eight year high today, as reported last week. Anyways, the thirty year fixed mortgage is four point five two percent. And you know, just so you know, that thirty year fixed move mortgage moves in line with the 10-year treasury bond. They don't move exactly the same time, but they move together. Okay, so why is that important? Why am I talking about it? Because it goes to people's perception of their wealth, goes to the psychology of what they're dealing with. When prices of housing goes down, people start to get a little bit worried, a little bit more cautious, and keep their wallet in the purse or their pocket. They don't, they tend to spend less. Pricing of homes seem to be here in the Southwest, at least, to be uh, topping. And that's been evidence here in the last few months. So mortgage rates are rising. Of course, that probably is one of the causes for the topping. You talk to the experts and you listen, read, and you'll say, you'll hear that that's not what they're, they're, they're not blaming the higher rates. What's, Frankly, I think is wrong. I think the higher rates is having its effect. They're pra- they're they're basing on too expensive a house. They're they're more on the the cost of the house itself is too much. Well, doesn't that relate to the mortgage rate too? Because remember, you buy a house and it's how much payment, how much monthly payment you can afford. So that's what we're seeing the housing market and. The housing market is that first little flag out there, at least it was in the summer, that something is not right, that maybe our economy is not as strong as we all think it is. But it is very strong. It's just a little flag warning out there. That's all it is. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTalk program. And I thank you for your loyal support and questions. Thank you for all, to all the podcast listeners. I do appreciate it. Um, yeah, um, Remember, you can check out YCharts. It's one of our sponsors on our podcast. I appreciate that, too. Uh, you can get a discount if you just mention our name. 
invest on. Justin and I uh, use that charge all the time. Have a nice evening, everybody, and thanks for listening. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461.